Hey there, friend. Listen, I want to invite you to join me for an upcoming presentation I'm offering called How to Shift from Willpower to Want Power. If you're tired of feeling like you have the best of intentions with food and weight, only to have it all fall by the wayside by the time your head hits the pillow at night, then this is for you. If you're interested in making permanent weight loss easier and less of a struggle, then this is for you. If you're curious what want power is, which you probably should be, and can't wait to learn how to incorporate it into your journey toward peace and freedom around food, then this is for you. I'll be presenting live twice on Wednesday, May 1st, 2024, at both noon and 7.30 p.m. Central Time Zone. I'll answer your questions live and we'll have a really good time together. But if you can't make either of those days, I'm not going to make you get a replay emailed into your inbox only for it to get lost and never be watched no matter how deeply you want to make time to go through it. Because I mean, honestly, who are we kidding? (laughs) We've all done this, including me. No, instead, we are offering multiple watch parties for several days after the live presentation. So come watch the replay with other doctors and interact in the chat with them and my team. So either way, whether you come live or to a watch party, it will be worth your time for sure. All you have to do is register at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash want power. That's katrinaubellmd.com forward slash W-A-N-T-P-O-W-E-R. See you there. You are listening to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast with Katrina Ubel, MD, episode number 70. Welcome to Weight Loss for Busy Physicians, the podcast where busy doctors like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the weight so you can feel better and have the life you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating and exhaustion and move into freedom around food, you're in the right place. Uh, Hello, hello. Welcome, my friend, to the podcast today. I am so excited to bring you this interview that I did with Amy Gianni. She is such a fantastic coach. Oh, she's just amazing. And she taught me how to be a coach. So everything I know, I learned from her. She's fantastic. Amy has a background as a licensed marriage and family therapist which she did and was very happy to do that for quite some time. She learned about life coaching and what she learned completely transformed her life as she was diagnosed with an autoimmune illness. She's going to tell you the whole story in the interview. So for sure, listen in how she just completely changed her perspective of her chronic autoimmune disease by applying so many of the similar life coaching tools that I've actually taught you here on the podcast. She is not only just this amazing, lovely, lovely person, she's also a fantastic, fantastic coach. And she is definitely somebody that you should hire if you're struggling with any issues with autoimmunity. And you should refer her information on to any of your patients that might be struggling or could use her help or anybody that you know. So many people are struggling with autoimmune diseases and just don't really know what to do to feel better. She really is this unique person in terms of what she's offering from a life coaching standpoint. So for sure, don't miss this episode and please enjoy. See you next week. Hey, Amy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. 
we have been talking about having you on for many, many months. And it was, I will take full responsibility. It was me <laughs> flaking out. <laughs> oh, I didn't have you on, but I'm so excited because it's actually perfect timing for you and it just works out yeah. perfectly this way. See, my flakiness, sometimes it comes in handy. Worked out perfect. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what I want to start with is having you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into life coaching and yeah. how you specifically got into life coaching people with autoimmune illness. That's kind of hard to say, isn't it? Yeah, it's a mouthful, right? (laughs) That's my problem. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so I've been a marriage and family therapist for like over 20 years. And I've always been like, I was always really fascinated with the connection between like mental, emotional health and our physical health. So I always incorporated both pieces into my practice working with people. But then about, it was probably like, I don't know, eight or nine years ago, this like series of events happened where I was diagnosed with an autoimmune illness. And I like, I was in the best shape of my life. I was taking care of myself. I was like doing all the right things I thought. right? (laughs) And then my body just started falling apart. And I'm like, what's going on with me? And anyway, I have Hashimoto's. And so that was going on for me personally. And then a few years into that, I decided to take life coach training with the life coach school. And I was doing it professionally. I wasn't doing it for myself, right? I went thinking, oh, I'm just going to add more tools to my toolbox and I'll be able to help my clients better. But while I was doing that, I started applying the work to myself and it was like life-changing for me with my illness. And I should say simultaneously, I discovered functional medicine too. So the combination of like a functional medicine approach to my health and then these new life coaching tools that I was learning, like I always say life coaching like rescued me from my own brain. (laughs) (laughs) And it like changed the way that I thought about my illness, the way I experienced my illness. And it just made, so not only was I feeling better like mentally, emotionally, but I started feeling better physically. So like, I'm not cured. I still have Hashimoto's. I still have to take medication every morning, but I take less medication and I don't have as many symptoms as I used to. And anyway, when I did all that work for myself, I'm like, these are my people. These are the people I want to help. I really want to help people with autoimmune illnesses, learn how to function better, learn how to think about their illness differently because it totally has a huge impact on their life. So that's kind of the short story of how I got here. I love it. That is fantastic. (laughs) So you talk a lot about the idea of you and your body being on the same team. And I talk about that a little bit in terms of weight loss, like your body, you and your body both want you to lose weight, but you talk about it, I think in a really great way about making your body really be your best friend. So tell me more about that. Yes. So, so many times when I start working with clients and and this was the case for me too, they feel like their bodies betrayed them. And so they feel like they're against their body because all of a sudden their body's not working the way that it used to. And they are trying to take care of it, but it just, it's not working. Right. And they're miserable. You and can't so they force get, it, right. You can't like yeah. get into submission. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it's not something you can just like think your way out of like, Oh, I'm just going to decide to feel better. Right. Yeah. Anyway, betrayal is something I hear a word I hear a lot from people like my body's betrayed me. I don't know, you know what to do. And so, and they're very disempowered. And so that's one of the hardest things I think about having any kind of illness is just the disempowerment because you feel like you have no control over your life or your body. And so I really help move them into a place of empowerment by talking about 
their body is on the same team with them. And the more that they can learn to listen to their body and work with their body rather than against it, the better they're going to feel, not only physically, but mentally, emotionally. Because, you know, it's so easy to get stuck in victim mentality with it, right? Yes. Like, I know that's where I was. I was like, this is not fair. Why is this happening to me? And, you know, that just doesn't take you anywhere good, right? <laughs> right, exactly. So then it's like your body's the villain, the illness is the villain, possibly yes. like the doctors who are maybe misdiagnosing you or trying to help you figure out what's going on. Yes. Become the villain because yes. sure, as a physician, this definitely happens where you're really trying to help somebody and you just feel this like animosity coming back at you and you're like, I don't know what's going on here. Right. I'm just really right. trying to help you. But you can see how that ends up you know, yes. how, what's playing out for, for the person on the other side of that. Just like, yes. you know, I am like full on the victim here in all areas. It's so right. 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 And it is so disempowering because you might even offer something that's really good advice or mm-hmm. might really be helpful. And sometimes they're just totally shut off. Right. They're like, right. nope, not going to nope. work. And you're like, well, can't we discuss it? Like, what about trying it? You know, do you want right. to feel better? You know? <laughs> yes. Yes. And so, when they yeah. can grasp that piece that they are on the same side, you know, like you said, it's so much of what you do too, right? Like your body wants to be healthy. And I do think that our bodies are made to heal, you know, if we can yeah. give them what they need and yes. repair. And so once you can kind of get on the same side and know that you're on the same team, it really is just life-changing in so many ways. Yeah. 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 And really becoming the expert in your own body because, yes. you know, you had to figure out specifically for you what works best for you. And that may not be the same as someone else with Hashimoto's. Exactly. Yes. That's such a good point. And so there's all these recommendations and there's, you know, diet plans that have worked for a lot of people, but you have to figure out what works for you, whether it's what you're going to eat, how much exercise, when to exercise, how much sleep you need. All of that is so individualized. And so it's really helping people tune in and figure that out for themselves. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. it's the same thing with weight loss too, right? Yep. Like this diet plan works for this person, but not for that person. It's figuring out what really, really works. Okay. Yeah. So good. Exactly. So behavioral change is important in managing yes. immune illness. So how do you lead your clients through that process? Because that's hard, right? Yes. <laughs> for all yes. Of us to change our <laughs> yes, it is. And so that's when I always say there's like two main things that I work with people. One of them being the behavioral aspect of it, because a lot of them will come and say, okay, well, my doctors told me I need to make these dietary changes and I need to, you know, change this with my exercise. I need to be doing this with my sleep. And they're like, I know what to do, but I don't know how to do it. Right. It's the compliance piece. That's hard for all of us. Right. And so, you know, they're like, my doctor said to go off gluten and dairy, but like, are there other foods besides gluten and dairy? <laughs> right. Like what's left? Lettuce? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, all behavioral change begins in the mind because otherwise they're just trying to do it with willpower, right? They're trying to white knuckle it. And then we all know that willpower only lasts for so long and then it runs out and then they're right back to where they started. And so what I do with them is the same thing you do with yours, right? We look at their thoughts of what they're thinking about their dietary changes. And when they can change their thoughts, 
it changes how they feel, which then changes the behavior. And it makes it that they're able to follow through with these long-term changes without relying on willpower. And that right there is so empowering for them because they, they come in and they're like, I've just white knuckled it for so long and I can't do it anymore. And I'm like, guess what? You don't have to, right? right? Like we can get to the root cause and we can change the way you think about it, which then will change your outcome. Right. Don't you think it's so important too, that when a doctor tells you, you should be doing all of these things and you might not necessarily really want to do them, like that's not that motivating, you know, for any kind of behavioral change, you really have to be committed and you have to know why you want to do it. And if it's because my doctor told me to something really extrinsic like that, it tends to not really last for very long versus I really want to feel better. And I believe that it's possible that these recommendations might be at least starting me on the path to figuring that out. Yes. That is totally different in terms of motivation to continue and to really try to have the new lifestyle become the normal, like the new normal lifestyle for them. It's the same weight loss. Oh gosh, I didn't realize you had so many parallels. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you want to get thin because you're, you know, whoever's wedding is coming up, like, okay, Right. right. You can do that yeah. for a little while, but it's yeah. not going to be, you know, lasting. It's not going to be lasting. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it's looking and helping them identify those thoughts that are going to be motivating for them and giving them that control. Like the idea that making these lifestyle changes will actually make a difference for them. Sometimes right. they don't even believe that. They're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, gluten and dairy. Everybody yeah. talks about gluten and dairy, right? Yeah. <laughs> but for some people, it makes a huge it makes a difference. difference. Yeah, it's worth yeah. It trying it. And I think right. you know, having an outlook or a mindset of just being patient in the process yes. of figuring it out is right. so key too. It's the same thing with weight loss, right? Like some of my clients will be like, "Well, I haven't lost 15 pounds in the first five days. What's wrong?" You know, it's <laughs> right. like, "Well, <laughs> let's just yes. like, give ourselves some." time to work through this, you know, and I, understandably, because all of us want to feel better immediately, right? Of like course. what I always tell them, the only reason we want anything is because of how we think it will make us feel. So of course we want that very quickly, mm-hmm. having that patience to go through the process of like, oh, I thought maybe this change was going to be the solution. Turns out that's not the solution. That doesn't mean right. there are no solutions. It means I just need yes. to do something else. Yeah. So taking yeah. back that power, right? Yeah. When you're yep. disempowered in victim mentality, you're just getting nothing done. Absolutely. Not going to work. Yep. Okay. Let's talk about stress. So stress reduction is a huge part of caring for yourself with this kind of stuff. So yes. how do you recommend approaching stress reduction? I think everybody wants to know that. I want right. to know that. Know. <laughs> Amy, tell me, how do you do that? <laughs> yes, I know. It's so true because everybody's like, oh yeah, I need to reduce stress. And we talk about it, but what does that really mean? Right? Right. Does it mean more bubble baths? Does it mean I quit my job and move to an island? Right. <laughs> so when we look at stress, there's so much more to it. And with the way that you think about things, that's really how people can reduce stress. So I always start by introducing the idea that there's acute stress and there's chronic stress, right? And we were meant to handle acute stress. That's like the lion chasing us. And we're like, ah, and then we get away. And then like the stress is gone, right? But we turn acute stress into chronic stress when we start like ruminating on things and thinking about things and and carrying it out throughout our day, right? So if somebody cuts us off in traffic, the event is acute and it's over, but it's when we think about it and like, oh, that person shouldn't have done that. What a jerk and you know, yes. whatever, right? right? And that acute stress is actually what feeds autoimmunity and is so dangerous for us. And so 
the way that we reduce that is by just looking at the different things in your life and changing the way that you think about things. So like relationships is a big one, right? Relationships can be wonderful for us and necessary for us because we need that connection. But, you know, I was just reading research the other day where if you have an argument with your spouse, your inflammatory cytokines will be elevated for up to three days. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Holy moly. So people who are fighting most days, right? Right. Yes. And And so they're like, maybe gluten will do it. No. Stop fighting with your husband. Yeah. Whereas like things like gratitude or just focusing on the things that you appreciate and that you love about your life, you know, that will raise things like growth factors and opioids and other things that help decrease increase inflammation in your body. You know, there's all this research on psychoneuroimmunology and how the brain and the way that we think about things impacts your immune system. And so when looking at stress, that's really what I look at with people is like, what kind of a community are they a part of? Do they have connections? Because that connection is so important for them and it's helping improve their relationships and just all those other pieces that kind of come together. Yeah, exactly. Like they're just their outlook on everything, right? Like it's like really, I mean, you know, relationships just because we interact with people all the time is most of it, but, but I feel like it's just your outlook on just your life as a whole or what your job is or if you don't have a job, what you think about the fact that you don't have a job, right? Because maybe some people really are ill enough that they you know, are disabled or can't work. And then also just thoughts about money and just everything, right? Like it yes. all, all, yeah, creates that stress for sure, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's amazing. So one thing you talk about, I love these two terms, emotional autoimmunity and emotional inflammation. So what yes. does that mean? <laughs> and can you talk more about them? <laughs> Yes. So one thing that I started finding with a lot of my clients is that they were so self-critical. And so I just started calling it emotional autoimmunity, right? Because we know when we have an autoimmune illness, our body is attacking itself. And I found that emotionally they were doing that, right? They were just very hard on themselves. And so I really helped them take a look at their relationship with themselves. Do do they know that that exists? A lot of people don't even think about that, right? But mm-hmm. talking yeah. about that relationship with themselves, how they treat themselves matters. Like the self-talk dialogue that they have going on in their head all day really matters. And they don't want to be emotionally attacking themselves as their body is physically attacking themselves. Right. And so we spend a lot of time focusing on that and kind of unraveling that and helping them have a better relationship with themselves. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. That's so mm-hmm. great. <laughs> How do you handle expectations? You know, I think that I remember talking about this, like even way back in medical school days, like if you expected to be done at four, you know, in the afternoon and you got out at six, you were like, oh my God, this is, yeah, I can't believe it. Right. But if you expected to be there till eight and you got out at six, you were like, sweet, I got out two hours early. You know, the, the outcome is the same. It's all about your expectations. So I was thinking about with, you know, autoimmune illness, the idea that a lot of people have of like, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I shouldn't be going through this. Like they had this expectation of what their life was going to be like, or their physical health would be like. And now not only do you have some disease process that you're working through, but it's probably going to be ongoing chronic for the rest of your life for a lot of people with some ups because I think even when you're doing well, you can get flare ups again for whatever reason and just this ongoing issue. So how do you help your clients deal with that in terms of expectations? Such a good question because it's so true because they had these expectations of what their life was going to look like and how they were going to be. And then they 
they don't live up to that, but they still hold on to all those expectations, right? Like I shouldn't be this tired. I should be able to keep up. I had this cute little newly married bride. She has an autoimmune illness and she just, she was like, I'm just so nervous that I'm not going to be able to keep up with my mother-in-law. I have this really fun, energetic mother-in-law and I'm not going to be able to keep up with her. And so there's so much shame, right? Because they have these expectations of what they think their life should be like. And then because their body isn't working the way they want it to, and also their illnesses aren't visible, right? It's not like they have a broken arm or they're walking around with crutches, right? So it's kind of an invisible illness to the outside. And so they have all this shame and embarrassment of like, oh, I, you know, I should be able to function like everyone else. So anyway, to answer your question, we just, I help them, you know, I talk about like not arguing with reality, right? Like first we need to like, take a look at like, what are your new realities, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is what you're dealing with. Okay. You have a reduced amount of energy. And so when you have this much energy, let's set up realistic expectations for how you're going to manage that energy. And actually energy management is a whole other thing that I work with them on. And just shining the light on things. You know, when we talk about shame, right? Shame can't exist in the dark. And so we just talk about it, get it out there and have them start dealing with the realities of their life, really. Right. Like what you're saying, arguing against reality, accepting reality, and then going, okay, now that we know this, yes, like what now? Like what are we going to create for the future? What yes. you want your life to look like that works within the parameters of the energy that you have. It might be very little. Like maybe you can do one thing a day and that's it. Okay, well, let's make it awesome. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and with energy management, kind of going off on that, you know, there's different types of energy, right? Like sometimes people are physically tired. Sometimes they're like mentally, emotionally tired. And mm-hmm. so it really helps to help them figure out And that goes back to listening to your body, right? Like, okay, what kind of tired am I? And then giving your body what it needs. Because if you're physically tired thinking, oh, I'm going to like go do some exercise, that's not what your body needs. Right. right. (laughs) And so for clients that have control over their schedule and they can say, okay, I'm going to like schedule this 30 minutes for a nap every afternoon because every afternoon I'm physically tired, right? But somebody might be like, well, I'm just mentally, emotionally spent in the afternoon. I'm not tired enough to take a nap. And so for those patients, it's more helping them, like maybe taking a walk will help them mentally, emotionally, right? Or like taking clear their mind, get some fresh air. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or doing a meditation or just having a break from technology, like those types of things, or even doing a thought download. That's kind of the answer to help them manage their mental, emotional fatigue. So anyway, that's another. That's like, they're so similar to, am I actually physically hungry or am I emotionally hungry? Yes. Like, is food really going to fix this? Oh. Right. Turns out it's not. You know, like, <laughs> that's exactly. not actually what is going on for me. So yeah. you had touched a little bit on gratitude. And I just wanted to finish up with talking about that a little bit more specifically and how you feel like that helps people who have autoimmune illnesses. Yes. So I always have my clients have a gratitude practice because I just think it's so vital for them. And like I say, there's starting to be research talking about the health benefits of gratitude and having a gratitude practice. And so I'll talk to them about just 
how it will help with their inflammation, like it helps them physically just as much as it will help them mentally, emotionally. And so some of them want to just like write down three things a day that they're grateful for. Some of them like to do gratitude visualizations where they take a few minutes and close their eyes and picture all the things that they're grateful for. And sometimes they'll even go in and picture like what they want their life to look like, like given that they have an illness, right? So not like fantasy, like, oh, my life will be perfect, right? But given my reality, like I would be really grateful or I am grateful for the life that I have. And this is what I see my life going forward and kind of doing even those visualizations are really helpful for them too. Oh, I love that. Fantastic. So Amy... Thank you so much. This was fantastic. So good. This is as good as I knew it was going to (laughs) be. Now, if anybody's interested in getting more information or finding out more about working with you or possibly referring their patients to you, Mm -hmm. where can they find you? What do you have going on? Yes. Okay. So you can find me at theautoimmunecoach.com. That's my website. And if you go to my website, there's all sorts of information there, including you can get my five tips to thrive with autoimmunity. And it'll talk about, it talks about some of the things we discussed today. And also I'm getting ready to launch a podcast that's upcoming. And so you can watch for that. And if you go to my website, you'll be able to see that when that launches. And I do have, you know, business cards that I can send out to if that would be helpful for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, we were talking before we started recording and I told her, for all you doctor listeners, I told her, Sometimes business cards are better than brochures because they're easier to organize and they don't get lost as easily. Yeah. <laughs> they're easier to send. So, so if you think that you have any patients who might benefit from this, for sure. I mean, this work, I think would just absolutely change so many people's lives or does change so many mm-hmm. people's lives who really have that chronic illness and want to just completely change their experience of it and not look at it like it's just the end of you know, their life as they know it, or like there's kind of like before autoimmune disease and after, but more looking at it like, yeah, that happened. But then I just created this whole new life for myself, which is equally as awesome, or maybe even more awesome. And this is how I went about that. You know, this is the help that they need to be able to do that, which is fantastic. Love it. Thank you, Amy, so much. Yeah. And I guess I should say I do work one-on-one with clients. I also run groups every once in a while, but yes, I do. I have a restoring balance program that I take clients. Perfect. And so this is really, because you do it all online, it doesn't matter where people are. So that's just an important thing to, like, you don't have to get people to come in one-on-one. You just do everything over the phone or video conferencing and then maybe even with email or other forms of communication online. So yes, it makes it yeah. so anybody can get your help. So yes, Perfect. absolutely. Yeah, thank Love you it. so much for having me, Katrina. You're so welcome. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Did you know that you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to katrinauvelmd.com and click on free resources. 